0: Hello and welcome to yet another episode of that Disney Parts Podcast. I am Nick, and on this episode I am joined by my faithful companions, Mr. D. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Is it that time yet? Hang on August, a second. So. Oh yeah, 1st of is, August, yeah. yes. It is the 1st of yep, August. Halloween. We are officially... Well, Actually, we'll talk about seasons in a minute. That's, that's, that's mm-hmm. funny you mentioned Halloween. Um, and also, of course, the other poll on the team, Mr. P-Dubs.
1: Good evening. Hello. Good evening. Welcome.
0: Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for welcoming me. <laughs> um, so what I thought was funny there about you saying about Halloween, and I had to just double-check it was the 1st of August, is um, I, and this isn't going to be part of the news segment, so I'll say it now, I was on uh, Shop Disney earlier on today, uh, mm-hmm. the UK site, because obviously I get really sad looking at the US site all the stuff we're never going to see and um of course you look in the you know what's new today section um and of course it's the 1st of August which means the Christmas ornaments are out oh so right. all the Christmas <laughs> yeah. ornaments for this year all the special ones that they do which are ridiculously priced i'm sorry they are like 17 to like 20 odd pound for a single decoration is is nuts really mm. they they're good they're always good but they are definitely not worth that money um yeah. so yeah i did and i thought I mean, Christmas decorations on already, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, first of all, first of August." Uh, but you're quite right; the Halloween stuff is starting to shift for as well. So, uh, oh, yeah. it is that time. In fact, I honestly think if Disney didn't do Halloween parties um, between August and, and October, um, I think they would have started Christmas already. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I really, really do. Halloween just gets
2: in the way, you know. It, Christmas,
0: it does. It's just
2: the, it's the it's the appetizer for Christmas.
0: It, it is an hors d'oeuvre. An mm-hmm. hors d'oeuvre. Um, so, I suppose we are gathered here today to talk about uh, Disney news and Disney unnews. And also, uh, Mr. D's got something for us to play around with later on. So, lots of exciting stuff. Uh, but mm-hmm. before we get into any of uh, all of that good stuff, uh, really, I should be asking what everybody's drinking because it's still bloody hot. Uh, it's late at night ish and it is still far too hot for this time of night so we all need to uh, be lubricated i suppose uh so p dubs how are you uh cooling down tonight
1: uh, i'm just my usual self i'm just finishing off my two liters of water for the day
0: hot damn oh well, well done Good how do you. you um how do you keep your water cold or do you not keep your water cold
1: i don't i just i kind of i've got got a like a two liter bottle that it just sits next to me to remind me that I need to drink it. Because if I just put it in a normal glass, I'll empty the glass and then not go and refill it. So it's just a two litre bottle for the whole day.
0: Yeah, there is... It's um... probably
2: just about a litre and a half you're drinking p because probably about half a litre of it's ev- evaporated <laughs> right, <just> this <laughs> morning.
0: <laughs> probably. Little, yeah. little rain cloud in his room earlier. Um, mm. There is... I, d- I did see... Um, I think it was on it was sold on amazon but i i saw it elsewhere first and it was basically a, a smart water bottle and it had like a digital display on the top to tell you how much you've drunk and would also alert you when you needed to have uh, another another glass of water uh it really feels like overkill to to have a bottle do that for you but and also the price was i want to say it was like about 100 pounds so, I mean, the price alone is overkill. But, uh, yeah, there is there is stuff out there like that, if you uh, would rather not keep it next to you. But fair, fair do's, fair enough, and well done. Um, Mr. D, I know you're not drinking two litres of water. I
2: uh, know, although, you know, I have been hydrating today, but um, I am drinking an, an ice cold in fact, the sole condensation on the bottle, uh, the King of Beers uh, Budweiser.
0: Oh, very good. Uh, mine isn't as cold as yours it is still very cold but it's not got condensation in it but I... Oop, that's alright, landed on the table just got another bottle of soul because I've still got some left over so cheers everybody yes ah, that's good right, let's go and have a look at what's been going on inside the parks so not I've not seen a great deal. So there's one thing that I was going to bring up if it doesn't get mentioned before. Um, But um, who wants to go first?
1: I'm happy to go first. Go on then. Um, Something uh, me and Nick have have kind of discussed between us. Oh dear. Mainly due to the fact that, no, it's mainly due to the fact that we got some of the merchandise here in in the UK for, Ah. for one's... Um but the reason for that merchandise heading our way is due to the end of the Main Street electrical parade. It is glowing yes. away once more um on September the first. Did you say glowing um, away or
2: going yeah. away?
1: <laughs> glowing away? Uh, glowing as away. Yes, it does. It, it'll go in that warehouse and it'll keep still keep shining no matter how old it is. Um but yes, it's it's going away once more um on the first of September. Uh, where it goes from there? It's anyone's guess.
0: Mm-hmm. It's coming back. I'm telling you that now because there was a tweet that was put out saying it was the end of its season. Yeah. Mm. There, there was something about the wording of the tweet. It may not have been exactly that, but it was something about the wording that was like, oh, that's not see it for the last time forever. That is, when it went, it's they, finishing. They've
1: added a whole new flow, haven't they?
0: They're yes. not
1: just going to stick it in storage now. <laughs> they've got to make the money back. You would think not.
0: Yeah. well at least I don't do as long as they don't do what Dlp did with um what was that one called not uh, Spec- what was it? spectrum magic, spectrum magic, spectrum magic yeah. yeah well they left it outside to rot so as long as they don't do that which they won't because they're smart then it'll be fine I mean the worst thing about that if they left it outside in California or even Florida it would It'd probably be okay higher. yeah do you know what I mean? They just have to repaint it. But you can't do that in Paris with all its weird weather conditions that it gets. Yeah. It's going to get decimated. Um, yeah. if, if, it's funny you mention Shop Disney, uh, P-Dubs, and the Electrical Parade stuff. Because the weird thing is, some of it's available now. Some of it, because I was looking on the website today, not specifically at that, but I was looking at like the new additions to the website. Yeah. And some of the stuff is coming soon. Some of it's already been and gone. Most of it aimed at women for some reason. There is yeah, a...
1: um, I, I will point out that there's one t shirt that, Nick, you didn't like that um, is actually for women and it doesn't say it is. Uh, and I can guarantee that because I ordered it.
0: <laughs> I looked at the cut and I was like, that does not look like a masculine cut. Of which, do not get me wrong, I have. I actually purchased a women's stitch jumper from Primark about a year ago, thinking if I buy it in a big enough size, it will just like look a bit baggy. But yeah. I then realized that when I tried it on, the cut is completely wrong, it was going to look almost like not quite, but almost like a crop top, even at a bigger size. Yeah. I was like, No, okay, that's not going to work for me, brother. But, yeah, um, yeah, and that's
1: exactly what this was. So, it's, yeah, uh, it's arrived back in the Disney warehouse this it, evening.
0: It what annoys me about that and how they label stuff like that is it says like for adults yeah but it needs to say if it's not unisex it needs to say or needs to be under a category and i know because i clicked on it myself that was wasn't under a male or female category that just was under clothing
1: yeah and it doesn't say anywhere in the description no no it's it's for women
0: no, it's re I find the website hilariously bad at the best of times. Um, there is a. Uh, did it say spirit jersey? It was. There was definitely a jumper coming out. I can't remember if it, was, it said spirit or not. Yeah, I'm looking at it at
1: the moment. No, it isn't. It's just a sweatshirt.
0: Yeah, but is that the one that lights up?
1: Yeah.
0: Fucks. Uh, who wants a light? Like, honestly, this is in the 80s. Uh, as soon as I soon saw it's it was light all up. It's very like, 80s. No.
1: The, the denim jacket, as well, is
0: very 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's all the 80s, you know. Nothing wrong with the 80s, no. Of course not. But...
1: 42 years ago.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. But what what I did notice on Shop Disney today, and no one's mentioned, so I don't think anyone else was aware of this, is the Pandora mer- merch is now on Shop Disney UK.
1: Yeah, I noticed the uh, the little dragon puppets that go on your shoulders were on
0: the, the banshee shoulder puppets are on there and only about £20 as well very reasonable Um, much cheaper than they were um, when they first got released that's outlet prices I think I'm sure they were like $19 at the outlets Um, so they're on there Um, there's also another I don't know if it was a puppet or just a toy of another creature there was a backpack there was a plush uh, creature as well from Navi um, so there's about, about five or six things from the world of Pandora. And I, I appreciate I that we've got a new Avatar film coming out, but this isn't Avatar 2 merchandise. This is about like, world of uh, Pandora merchandise. Mm. So it's very strange why it's ended up on the UK website after all this time. Yeah.
2: Just saw the uh, trailer for Avatar 2 when I went to see uh, Thor:
0: Love and Thunder last week. Oh, had you not seen see it? it before?
2: Um, I think I had, but I don't think I'd seen it in the cinema. I think I'd just seen it on YouTube.
0: Oh, um... uh, see, so when I went to see Doctor Strange in IMAX yeah. 3D, they had the trailer. That was the first yeah, film the trailer was well, yeah. being shown in front of, and in IMAX 3D, I mean, the trailer looked incredible. Mm. You know, in just yeah. in the way that the original Avatar looks amazing in 3D. Mm. When I've seen it in 2D, it does look as flat as Avatar does when you try and watch it in 2D. Like, he yeah. he, he, really... And I know people don't like 3D, and I obviously I'm, I famously do, but he really does shoot those films to be seen in 3D. Mm. And when you then watch the trailer again, after seeing it in 3D, you really notice the difference. Yeah. Uh, in in how it looks
2: it's funny how how much well in the in the trailer they definitely there's definitely scenes which replicate or are are very close to what you see in flight of passage so it's interesting how they've they've made the first avatar then they've done flight of passage now they're making the second avatar but it looks like they're nodding back to flight of passage
0: that it's not a massive surprise in no. in some ways, um, because you would like to think it would kind of match mm-hmm. that. But yep. the fact that Flight of the Passage, what, opened six years? Uh, no.
2: 2017.
0: 2017 or Was it that late? God. Yep. I remember when they first announced we We would just started recording this show when they first announced Pandora, didn't we? Um, yeah, probably yeah. god yeah I can't I can't believe yeah, it was I, remember crazy, I,
2: that. I was at the um, I was at the Passholder preview and we did a live live stream from from Pandora mm. and that was May 2017
0: wow 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 so many years ago now yeah, um, five years yeah I think I think Boniface was still running it back then <laughs> whatever happened to him put him on an international spy mission um, yeah, I, I just, I think, I mean, obviously I think it's, it's good p We do get this stuff. Yeah. I think the real shame is the fact that we are basically getting casts off.
1: Yeah. get, and, yeah, and that's, that's exactly it. Look how long it's taken us to get the Disney world anniversary stuff. That's just popped up this week as well.
0: That's yes. Cause you were looking at the spirit. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be Apparently,
1: honest. That was Ryan. Ryan was looking at that.
0: I oh, was. It? I've got to be honest. Yeah. I thought it looked. I, I, lo- I thought it awful.
1: I've, uh, I've hated that stuff right from the minute they announced it.
0: Yeah, I, that spirit jersey did absolutely nothing for me uh, personally, and no wonder Rhymes was interested in it because he has, as we know, exceptionally bad taste. Um, it's yeah. I just. I just really feel that if you're gonna, if you're gonna make. Uh, not, I mean, obviously not making stuff locally. I know that, but what I mean is if you're going to have localized sites and we've always had a UK, I mean, the UK also served Europe. Obviously they've got different sites now. I, I understand that. Australia's just got one as well. They never had a dedicated site before. Um, so I know that they've just had one launched as well. But I think if you're going to be launching merchandise, just, just launch it. Cause I mean, you yeah. don't, you don't just make this stuff like the, With the Disney World 50th anniversary, they didn't decide that over a month-long period and start selling it. You know, that stuff was was made or designed well in advance, would have been manufactured well in advance. In fact, wasn't wasn't their stuff delayed because of the backlog from COVID that they couldn't get stuff shipped in time? So yeah. not all the 50th anniversary stuff was available at a, at the launch anyway. So there's there absolutely no excuse for us to have to wait what nine, ten months for us to get stuff on our site. Yeah, like it just and also as well, like if you're that hardcore into it, and you are an example of this, and Ryan, I know is definitely an example of this as well. You'll find another way of buying it. Yeah. You'd either pay through the nose for double box toys, or you'll you know have somebody on eBay, or if you've been lucky to go out there or know someone that's going out there, um, then you can ask somebody to pick it up for you and bring it home. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You're not you're not going to wait in the hope that the UK might get it, and especially when we get such small quantities of the stuff anyway. Like how how many times have you tried to buy something, waited for it to launch? and then you've been on there at eight o'clock when the stuff goes live, and you've not been able to get your sites because yeah. it's immediately sold out. That's not because hundreds of thousands of people are trying to buy the stuff at the same time.
1: It's, probably not, it's even tens, normal, but...
0: yeah, probably not even tens of thousands, probably hundreds of people. Yeah. And the stuff goes that quickly because there's not enough of it. So I, I, I do not understand the business model with the UK site at all.
1: It's like, well, where's the the Avengers Campus stuff? That should be on there now. And
0: with that, I I, well, so the thing is, I don't think stuff for new lands or anniversaries should be on the websites the same day, full stop.
1: No, no. But and I I agree that there's certain things that are are limited, like specifically for that opening day. But when they're stuff yeah. being sold in the parks weeks before the lands even open, yeah. Then it should also be on the website.
0: Yeah, and I mean at the at the very most, I think a month may at the very at the very most two months window of exclusivity in the parks because they want people to go to the parks and want people to buy the merchandise. I get that. But like almost a year later. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you are interested in the absolute dregs of what they've got, because let's be honest, none of that. I was looking at the electrical uh, parade stuff on Shop Disney US about two or three months ago, and there were some things I was generally interested in, and of course, not a single one of those has ended up on the UK site. So it's literally I, the shit literally they can up with-
1: I've ended up with the mug. <laughs> and, and that's it. Because I am a mug.
0: Depends how much the mug was. How much was the mug?
1: It wasn't that. It was 15 quid, I think.
0: Yeah, so I've seen some of them about 20 quid now, some of the mugs. Yeah. And I think that is ridiculous. I'll just go to SportSpot Direct and get one of those troughs that they sell as a mug. But... Uh... Yeah, not quite as classy, admittedly. But um, yeah, Shop Disney just in general needs to really step up their game. And um, obviously, well, I, I I don't know. Obviously, do, do we all love the Main Street Electrical Parade? Are we all fans of that?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I liked it. Yeah.
0: Um, that was a good parade. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it, it'll be back. Um, But, as P-Dub says, it'll be interesting to see what happens because we know previously, um, you know, it was at Euro Disney for a good number of years when that park first opened. Um, It has been seen on both coasts of America. They've done, you know, tours of it at those parts for certain anniversaries and, and whatnot. Um, so it'd be interesting to see where it does end up next, whether it stays in America, whether they try and ship it across to Europe again, maybe one of the Asian parts, although I think they've got I believe it's think ready. it's
1: been in Tokyo before,
0: uh yeah, it was definitely in so Tokyo think... in the eighties, yeah, 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 I think it might have actually come from there to Paris, yeah, I think mm. um yeah. but yeah it it's been all over, and i I would welcome. Being able to see it again myself uh, in Europe, but uh, wherever it ends up next, you know, it will be it will be good. So that's the main thing, I suppose. Um, Mr. D, what did you have?
2: Uh, well, one of the I mean, we talked about them last time a little bit, but Magic Bands officially launched this week, twenty um, seventh of July. So, oh, sorry, Magic Band Plus, of course, it's Magic Band Plus. And it's just kind of interesting some of the other feedback. So I didn't realize that for Magic Band plus for the extra functionality, you actually got to charge it up. I think for the regular functionality, like getting in the park and opening your door, I, I don't think you do. I think it's RFID technology, but for the, the lighting up thing and the haptics and all of that, you've actually got to charge the thing up. So about bit of feedback about how long the are lasting i mean disney's saying one thing but i think people's experience is something quite different uh, i like the way
0: you said uh, you mentioned the word uh haptic and then yep. almost immediately followed it up with feedback
2: yeah haptic feedback <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean I, I i don't know i think uh it's early days yet but there are you can see, i mean it's disney's version of the uh, interactive ones really and
0: I won't okay. I won't okay. beat around the bush. I think they're shit. Mm. Now, yeah. <laughs> I know it's very flippant. Let me explain. So what I've seen so far, and again, I don't have my hands on one of these, and if I did, it wouldn't work anyway. So it's pointless. But what I've seen of people using them in the parks with the interactive experiences that they've got. So um, Harmonious is one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Interacts with Harmonious. Does it interact with um, happily ever after as well? Is it just harmonious? Uh,
2: not sure. I think it does, but I'm not hundred percent sure. I've
0: definitely seen it exactly. with harmonious, um, and somebody was showing how it it interacts, and it's it reminded me a little bit of um, Paint the Night, or what was the um, yes. what was the, the Disneyland Paris version of that? The Dreams. Oh,
1: it, uh... it was the the weird ear things, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, that kind of changed color along to the music. <laughs> yeah, they used to change color to what was being projected on the castle or to the tower with the fireworks, and this works very much the same. Like it changes colors as things happen during the show, but mm-hmm. in all honesty, it's pretty poor. Yeah. Um, yeah. and like you said, Mister Day, I didn't. Um, I I don't. I think the problem with Magic Band Plus was they announced it, didn't they, last um was it D20 no it wasn't D23 last year was it it was at um
2: it was a while ago wasn't
0: it? it was it was an event last year i think just before the 50th anniversary kicked off and they announced these things and they showed pictures of them but they didn't really explain what they were going to be they just looked a bit more like a watch we knew they had a, a screen on there that obviously magic bands didn't do um and we had no idea about pricing and everything like that i think the the pricing's not too bad aren't they about thirty dollars or something roughly. I think you
2: start at about thirty five and go up to about fifty, I think.
0: Right, okay.
2: Depend depending on on. On, depending on what I think the basic ones are about thirty-five.
0: Right. Um but like you say, there was nothing mentioned about uh charging and my my understanding of uh people's feedback so far has been you don't get a full day's charge mm-hmm. yeah. on those. So you will need a battery pack. With you, and in fact, I'm sure. I'm sure Tim Tracker said he was. He had to charge his up mm. when he got it.
2: Yeah, I've heard that. I heard somebody else saying they they bought one and it was half charged. So after a couple of hours, it packed in. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just so not yeah, very 35 good. Thirty-five to forty-five dollars is the price. Right, depending on the design. But if you're staying in a Disney hotel or you're an annual pass holder, you get a discount. I don't know how much that discount is.
0: Right, I think it's around. I think they go down to around twenty odd yeah. dollars. With I don't know what the discount level is, but I'm I'm sure somebody mentioned that's how much they paid with their hotel booking was just over twenty dollars. Yeah, um, I mean
2: people will buy them for yeah, for the course. interactivity, but I think I think for me probably the potential is more in. sort of small scale interactivity rather than like harmonious and stuff like that because they've done that before that's not new they had do you remember the ears that that flashed in time to phantasmic things like that yeah um and to be honest if you if you've got 500 in front of you it's more of a distraction than anything else um but if you're doing something like you know, they've got uh the Wizards and World where you've got like a scavenger hunt or something like that. Um then there's some potential there. And I think there is a I think there is a game in um some kind of interactive game in Galaxy's Edge in there. Um so, you know, it could be something that is a is a diversion for people. I don't think it's a I don't think it's a big deal though. I think it's um it's a it's a kind of small skill thing, I think, really.
0: Yeah, I think I think you're right. And yes, I've heard about the Galaxy's Edge thing. I believe you can also do something on the cruiser as well. Mm. But I'm not sure if that's what yeah. they give you or if you can use it. I couldn't I couldn't work out whether it was a band they gave you when you boarded or whether it was Magic Band Plus that you could... Yeah, you know, it looked like a Magic Band Plus. I'm not sure if it was one they gave you or one that, you know, yeah. sort of brought on that interacted with stuff on the ship. But again, you're paying top dollar price for that experience anyway, so it should bloody work. Um, yeah. I know I've not seen video, but I've heard it interacts with the 50th anniversary statues as well.
2: Yeah, it does, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so like you say, that stuff... Yeah, that that's kind of cool. I think the problem is it just feels... At, at least at this moment... Very half-assed. It's a little bit like, um, do you remember Pow Mickey?
2: Yeah, yep, I do.
0: And how that technology kind of worked, and it would like give you little facts and stuff as you were walking around if you pressed its hand and whatnot. Um, yep. You know, as you say, those the ear hats. It's not the first time they've, they've dabbled in this technology, but I think if they really want people to get on board with it they need to up the ante of what you can actually do it interacting with you know it changing color when there's a fireworks show on it doesn't seem enough and it interacts with statues which are there now but won't be there in a year's time yeah i'd guess because normally you know anniversary stuff lasts about 18 months doesn't it before they start pulling it out so Mm -hmm. you know all this stuff sounds okay for now but what what's it going to do in the future now what i've i've also heard is that they're discontinuing magic bands so this you, you is all you're going to so, be able to buy yeah. Yeah. Is, is magic band plus um yeah so okay that's that's also a, another way of pushing people towards it but um you know i was listening to Disneyland Under talk about it yesterday and the fact that a lot of what you can do with a magic band you can also do with like a mobile phone or an Apple Watch. Mm -hmm. So therefore, you you know, other than it looking pretty or Mm -hmm. having something else Disney on your on your arm, what does it really offer you? Yeah. You know, so far it's you know, talking to certain things and lighting up at a fireworks show, that isn't enough for me to buy another gadget
2: yeah that's what i'm saying i think i think the potential is more in is more in the sort of scavenger hunt type area i, mm. I think that'll be that'll be more attractive to people and then of course they'll they'll be collectible you know there'll be there'll be lots and lots of designs there'll be limited editions, special edition stuff like that so i can see them being i can see them being successful to some extent but i don't think it's a it's not a sure stopper, you know. It's not going to be. It's not going to be a major thing. I don't think it's just. Gonna it's be just not a massive
1: upgrade, is it? No, it's, no, ju- no. it's just. It's just that. Oh, we're just going to put something on there. The lights up. There you go. Off mm-hmm. you go. Yeah. It's...
0: Now, if Disney, if if Disney actually partnered with, like an Apple or a Samsung, or like one of those pl- big players, like Fitbit, one of those big players in the the watch market, mm-hmm. I could, I could kind of see that being more interesting to people, yeah. because I mean, all right, number one, it'd be a much bigger investment, granted, but mm. if it does more than just stuff in the parks, that gives you because again, again, what do you do with a magic band once you get home? Nothing goes in a drawer. yeah.
2: It goes in that well no, Paul, I think we decided that it goes in the popcorn bucket you bought with the glow cubes, right? I think we decided that on the last episode. That was a Patreon episode, so not everybody might know that, but that's what you use popcorn buckets for.
0: That's very yeah, true. Popcorn
1: buckets and, and infinity gauntlets.
2: I mean if you've got lots of money you can you could have two popcorn buckets. You could have one for your glow tube glow cubes and another one for your um, magic plus bands. And old magic bands, you know.
0: I mean I mean so. if that if that isn't convincing people now to jump Probably, on Patreon, yeah. I don't know I don't know what uh, possibly I, could no. be. <laughs> I know. I mean, Although again, yeah, no. I do want to shout out we we've had a few new patrons over the last month, so thank you very much for joining. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, I mean he's it is just another bit of Disney tat that and I mean look, we all come back with stuff, right? Before Magic Bands were a thing, you know, I would come back with Unused fast pass tickets or park tickets, you know, and that would be like a memento that I'd keep in a box or a popcorn bucket. Um, so I mean, that in itself isn't new, but I just think that they've gone for a cheaper option of something that really doesn't need to exist. Whilst if they partnered with a smartphone, uh, company or smartwatch mm. company, sorry, not smartphone, um. I think you know that would be more enticing to people to to want to buy it. I guess because they're not expensive, you will always mm-hmm. get that market as well. I get that. Yeah. But I think if you just issued an Apple Watch that had exclusive faces, obviously came with a special strap that you could only get from a Disney park, um, that interacted with, with things because there was a, a pre-installed app on the watch... Mm-hmm or something and I mean look the thing is people have got Apple Watches if you want to create a an app that does all this magical stuff on your watch you could sell the app right They, you can mm-hmm. always pay for apps in the app store sell it for 20 quid whatever people pay for it um, but I just think that would be a better use than just another disposable bit of plastic tap but mm-hmm. probably not the right person to speak about plastic tap but uh, yeah but thank you, Misty, because that is what I wanted to talk about uh, this week well, news-wise, because I hadn't really seen anything else. Um, but I thought it was quite a a big a big thing. Um, P-Dubbles, was there anything else uh, from you? Yeah, just a, a small story.
1: Not a, a reopening um, of an attraction, but the beginnings of a lead towards that. Um, the first round of cast member training has begun on the reopening of the Walt Disney World Railroad
0: bloody hell um,
1: finally which which points towards Tron being more or less finished as well um, which we know, we knew that yeah. um, but this kind of confirms it that the, the trains will start running around the park again mm-hmm. um, which, is, which is a big, big thing for me because every time I go to the park the Blooming Railway, Railroad seems to be closed no matter which park it is it just seems to be closed. You be are honest. a
2: transportation disaster, though, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, mean, I am. You know, yeah. Rail yeah.
2: strikes and God knows what.
1: Yeah.
0: Jonah yeah. dubs. But,
1: yeah. I've uh, I got on the railroad once in the last decade, I think, in all the parks I've been to. God,
0: Absolutely amazing. So how long how long's the... Because, I mean, obviously, Paris has been down for quite a while as well. Had been yeah. down oh, for quite down a while. while. Years, yeah, I was trying to think when... I mean, I know it's within the lifetime of this podcast that it closed for refurbishment, oh, yeah. but I'm trying to think—you know—was it three or four years ago? Now, was it longer?
2: Well, it was—it was down. Yeah, it's more than three, isn't it? Because I'm pretty sure it was yeah. down when yeah, we were in 2019. Yeah, it
1: was because they were already building Tron at that point.
2: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it must be five years, isn't it?
1: Yeah,
2: it so, must be. Know.
1: I'll have a look. I'll Google it. Yeah, because it went uh, down because they rerouted. Think, um, the Tomorrowland Speedway as well, didn't they? Yeah. At the same time, they, it went down. Yeah. So that was done first. So it all went at the same time. So yeah, that it's got to be five years.
2: Got it. December the third, twenty eighteen. So just coming up four. Out four. Years. Yeah, yeah, four years.
0: Yeah cuz that would have been, would have been roughly time. when Tron I think Tron didn't Tron break ground in 2019.
2: Uh well when we were there there was when well, we were there in 2019 but it was later it was October and there was a lot of steel work above the ground. I mean it, yeah, you know it looked like all the steel work on the building was was done when we were there. So,
0: yeah. no I think yeah. it was I think it was early 2019. That groundwork starts on Tron, which would make which, yeah. which would then tie in with what you were saying. You saw towards the end of that year, because obviously yeah. the ground, you know, the the, the digging, of the foundations, is what they do first, and then yeah. start erecting the poles, don't they? So, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. It's it's good. It's uh another attraction. I know it's not. It's 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 like a cult attraction, isn't it? Really, the railway road yeah. anywhere. Like it's not something that a lot of people pay attention to, but it has its fans, and those fans are dedicated uh, to it. I don't think, I don't think I've ever done the Disney World railroad. I've only done Paris. I've um, done
1: Paris, and I've done Disneyland. Yeah. I've never gotten the Walt Disney World one either. Yeah, I've done yeah. the three of them. I mean,
2: the Disney World one. Uh, yeah, it's good. I mean, it's it's a nice way to get around the park, really. If you if you're not in a rush, it's not necessarily the quickest way, but it's it's, it's a pleasant little train journey. Oh, yeah, no, the I Disneyland
1: mean... ones Disneyland ones nice because it takes you all the way mm. to the back, to basically to Haunted Mansion. Yeah, which is what a lot of people will head for. So it's it's possibly a quicker route at Disneyland to get get right into mm. the back of the park. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, Disneyland Paris. I mean, you can argue because of the size of the park that you can probably get to where you want to go to quicker by walking from Main Street to wherever it yeah. is you want to go. Um, but there is something nice about going on that train. So, like you say, if, if, yeah. if you're not in a rush to do it, then it's certainly a, a nice experience. And, you know, you get to see some nice things as you're going around the the track and you're obviously getting different views of the part that you wouldn't normally get a chance to to see so yeah i'm a fan and i'm glad it's finally looking like it's coming back because obviously that, that that's not confirmed when it's going to open but it's obviously yeah. if they're doing that that means that they are planning to so that's that's good yeah. um mr dean anything else from you
2: uh no from a news point of view well i mean a little bit on um cruise line i mean obviously the new cruise ship has launched but um there's quite a bit going on around cruising um it's a bit of a mess right now because some lanes are still insisting, including disney that everybody's vaccinated and you're tested before you get on the ship but this week some of the some of the cruise lines have announced that testing may not be necessary and like virgin has, has said i'm not quite sure how they're going to police this but the that not everybody needs to be vaccinated so things are starting to change but at the minute disney is still vaccination and testing required 100 percent. but uh if anybody has gone on a cruise anytime soon you got to keep a close eye on the cruise line because it is starting to change quite quickly as as COVID um, precautions get unwound. So.
0: I I I really just wish, just in general, there'd be a general consensus about this. Yeah, I know. I know. Because you know, we we were obviously very, um, very hardcore, I guess, in our views during mm-hmm. 2020 about staying safe, and then in you know, into 2021 when vaccine rollout started to happen about, yeah. you know, that was a, a good thing and that, uh, you know, people should, where possible, because um, it will obviously help. Um yeah. But we're now in 2022 and you almost don't know from one month to the next what the rules are anymore. Like, you know, like yeah. you had to... Was, oh, when I was speaking to, to Billy on, on the last episode um mm-hmm. the kind of special in-between episode that uh is coming out as we record this. This is a very weird time slip because we're recording a brand new episode, but the last episode I recorded is going out publicly the same time, but it's already been on Patreon for a few days. Do- anyway, um but he, he was uh him and his his wife his wife were talking about the fact that you know they booked their their fit to fly uh tests in only to like, I think a, a couple of days later, the airline turn around and say, "Actually, you don't need to have that now." But because mm. you've booked it, you can You know, you booked it, so you can't cancel it. You can't get your money back. Yeah, you don't have to. I mean, you don't have to do it, obviously, but you paid the money for it, and you're not going to get a refund. And it's because the rules change, and yeah. sometimes it's the airline, sometimes it's the country you're mm. going to. I just yeah. wish they would be uniform in what they want to do, yeah. so you knew where I mean, you think, stood.
2: Yeah, I think they were all under the CDC, the, the Centre for Disease Control, but um, in July, the CDC said, we're ending our programme. So I think they kind of left it up to the individual cruise lines to decide what they wanted to do next. It's just a shame that they couldn't. Have, the cruise lines couldn't have got together and said, "Right, okay, let's just work together on a on a timeline that, that makes sense and do it mm. all as a, you know, as an industry rather than just letting everybody do their own thing." So, yeah, it's a shame. But if you if you're going on a cruise anytime soon you just got to keep checking with your individual cruise line because it's it's different depending on who you're going with, and that includes Disney,
0: obviously. Yep. yep. Okay. Cool. Um, P-Dubs, anything more from you?
1: Not from within the parks, no.
0: Uh, Mr D, anything from you within the parks?
1: No, no, no not from the parks. No. Well,
0: then let's leave the bloody parks behind and go and talk about some other stuff. Did you know that we have a Patreon... I'm sure you do, it's been mentioned before, but just in case you don't know, we do have a Patreon. And on that Patreon, we have early releases of all our shows. We also have exclusive shows that you can only hear on our Patreon, and we've been doing this for years. So actually, if you subscribe to be a Patreon today, then you'll get access to the entire back catalogue. There's about four or five years worth of podcasts you've never heard, because they've never been made available publicly except for the uh, the odd one with released as a taster. Anyway, as well as that, we've got a Discord, which we'll be launching later this summer for all of our patrons to join. Uh, we've also got a, a Facebook group, which you can join as well, um, an exclusive one that's only open to our Patreons. But as well as that, our Patreons are the lovely people can keep these podcasts going and now I will tell you who they are. We've got Lee and Laura Karen Chris we've got Kate and Mel and Daniel I met Daniel, he's a nice guy. Uh, we've got Paul and Sandy and Crystal. James Nikki Dan Kevin Allison Dave, Sinead, Tom, Haley, David. I think David with an E at the end of his name. Uh, we've got Breaking Dad, great guys. Uh, we've got Rob, we've got Todd, we've got Jane and Steve, as well as Stephen, and we've also got Joe. Welcome aboard. So. We thank you for your support of us now and your continued support. And if you would like to become a patron member yourself, please visit patreon.com forward slash that podcast. And I've even put a handy link in the show notes below. Thank you. Now, before we recorded, or in fact before we'd even got together today, uh, Mr. D said he had an idea. He had a suggestion so we haven't asked what it is he gave us a a a kind of clue uh but not fully uh of what it's going to be about so uh mr d i've I've got to give the floor to you because i don't know what's going on
2: okay all right so it was it was just kind of prompted from um from something i think you said it nick a couple episodes ago an episode or two ago about you know we were talking about just pricing and, and how things in general were, were more expensive but mm. in particular you know holidays disney holidays and how like families were being priced of the market and disney were targeting you know the high earners and, and that is definitely true i mean we we see that in in lots and lots of different ways and you know how they're, how they're adding cost to things but It just made me wonder it made me wonder a couple of things um and so i did a little bit of work around it it just made me wonder you know how how expensive is it for a family to go to disney world if if you just stick to the core of you know we're going to go to disney world right so that was the first part and then the second part was we first went to disney world back in 1998 and I know what we what we spent in nineteen ninety-eight uh for that holiday. And I thought I, I just wonder how that compares. If you if you adjusted that for inflation, mm. you know, how does the actual cost of it compare to to what it should cost if you look at inflation? So that was the kind of time travel element because we were talking about a program called Dark before we started recording, and Dark is a German netflix program very very complicated but it's good program but it's all about time travel so that was the kind of time travel element so what i did was was i kind of looked at um 14 night holiday right so this is this is uk based but if you're an american listener or you're from another country i think the principles will still translate but forgive me but i've I've done it based on a uk um, family and and what it would cost them. So what I've looked at is fourteen nights, two adults, two kids, and I've just randomly picked eight and ten as the ages. I don't really think it makes much difference in terms of cost. Uh, I think it's pick... under eleven.
0: It, under eleven, it, they're as children, aren't they? And then it's adults right. if they're yeah. over eleven, I think.
2: Yeah, so I, I kind of picked eight and ten because I'm thinking, well, it's kids, you know. If you, yeah, the kids, and you know, you probably want your kids to be a little bit older so they can maybe remember it and appreciate it so that's a good age and then i picked times that would be uh kind of peak holiday times and so i I was i just opted for um 12th of august as is the kind of check-in date which in the uk is is kind of later in the school holidays in the us it's getting towards the end of the school holidays yes um but for us in the uk that's kind of peak peak time almost you know um i thought well that's realistic because people don't like to take the kids out of school so i I said okay what would what would that cost and i based it on on flights on staying in a disney hotel because that's what you know that's what a lot of people say they they want to do you don't have to and you can definitely save money but but staying in a disney hotel and then uh disney tickets um I also made some allowances for dining, and I'll, I'll talk a little, a little bit about that. And then just kind of, you know, you might want to buy a, a few uh sort of souvenirs and glow cubes. For that. Yeah, glow cubes, popcorn buckets, um eos things like bands. that. Magic, Magic plus bands. bands. Yeah. No, I didn't budget for that because that's definitely. <laughs> so what I tried to do was was keep it keep it core, cool, right? Because a lot of people say, "Oh, you know, Disney have priced me out of the market." Well. So this doesn't include Universal. It doesn't include Kennedy. No. It doesn't include Bush Gardens, right? But you know, if you want to go to Disney, you know, can, can what, what would it cost you? And one thing I will say is, if most most people listening to this podcast have probably been to Walt Disney World, but if you haven't, it's huge. And four four theme parks, two water parks, Disney Springs, the Boardwalk area, and that doesn't even include the Wide World of Sports. If you spend you probably need to allow at least two days in each park. So there's eight days right away. You don't have to do it two solid days, but over the course of the two week holiday, you know, four half days or or whatever. So there's eight days. Plus if you throw in a couple of half days at each of the water parks, plus a little bit of time at Disney Springs shopping, dining and looking around, whatever, you can easily fail two weeks for your first time in just in Walt Disney World. And so you don't really, you might want to go to visit Harry Potter or whatever if your kids are crazy about that, but I've looked at that as a kind of of extra. Um, So uh, I looked at uh, the cheapest hotel, which tends to be all-star sports or all-star music, because all-star movies, even though it's exactly the same experience pretty much, uh, that theme is and seems to command a price premium i looked at uh, direct flights from london and again you can save money if you uh, go indirect um i looked at a 14 day disney ticket now we are lucky in that respect that uk gets a slightly different ticket from from the us and we can get a 14 day ticket which includes the water parks and actually includes the memory maker as well which is which is the photo pass um and then i kind of looked uh um i didn't include a car so you don't have the cost of a car and therefore you don't have the cost of resort parking but i also did include um four hundred dollars for airport transfers and ubers and the reason why i included some ubers is um one of the ways you can save money is if maybe you have breakfast in your room so have i've assumed maybe breakfast in the room so you might need to go uber to a local supermarket a couple of times during the holiday to pick up cereal fruit milk that kind of thing and pretty much all the rooms now have got fridges in the room so you could definitely keep milk in the room for example um okay so i also looked at booking the flights separately from the rest of the holiday right and that does make quite a difference and we'll talk about that in a little bit of a minute so so what i've done is then 14 nights two adults two kids in august um direct flights from london um 14 nights in the all star music but it could have been sports because it was the same price a 14 day disney ticket um, i've assumed 400 dollars for transfers and ubers I've assumed $50 for groceries because it's just milk and cereal and some bits and pieces. I've assumed $200 for merch, so t-shirts, whatever. And then in terms of money for food, I've assumed um, two quick service meals a day. um, And that includes a main course and a drink for everybody. And then um, I've also thrown in a snack as well for, for dessert. Okay, right. So, in pounds, then, who would like to who would like to take a guess at how that how that comes out? So, are
0: we talking? So, we're we talking the price now, or are we yes, talking the price now? Yeah, the price now. Um, price now. so I would say, uh, about thirteen thousand.
1: Okay, p Ups. I don't think it's quite that much. I would say around eight thousand.
2: okay. So P Dabs wins the wins the popcorn bucket, right? Oh, and this is why this is why I wanted to do this because there was there was all sorts of numbers being thrown around, and I thought hmm, I'm not sure, I'm not sure that's quite right. And we could be scaring people off. So it came out at seven thousand six hundred and seventy-eight pound. Okay. So let me tell you the actual prices, all star music for a room for 14 nights in August is £1,904.
0: That's uh,
2: good. 14 day Disney ticket is £489 each. So you need, obviously, you need four of those. Um, but you do also get um, a credit. You get, if you book now for 2023, you're getting a $604. Disney credit that you can that you can put against food, so so the room and the tickets uh, are costing three thousand eight hundred forty, and then you've got a six hundred dollar credit. Flights are a little bit trickier because flights you need to look a year in advance because they don't they only publish the schedules a year in advance, and and so right now next August isn't fully populated. So I came back a little bit <clears throat> a little bit and looked at flights in June. And then also kind of looked at flights for this year. And and I've estimated safely, I mean, unless unless something happens crazily with fuel prices, again, safely, you're looking at um, 600 pounds per person, should be able to get a flight for 600 pounds per person. But then I've also added on another 200 pounds for baggage because if you look at Skyscanner, if you look at the prices on there, they don't include any check bags so you're going to need for a family of four you're going to going to need at least two suitcases so i've, I've estimated another 200 pound so that's 2,600 for the flights which gives you 6,240 for flights room and tickets and then the rest of it is is the food the transfers a um, little bit for merchandise a little bit for groceries and i've looked at Quick service meals and what they typically cost, and what the the drinks for, like a, a soda or whatever. Now it does not include any alcohol. Um, that's extra, but it comes up about so what comes at seven thousand six hundred and seventy-eight. Now, depending on what time of the year you go, um, you know your flight price might be a little bit cheaper, maybe a little bit dearer. I mean, we got flights for four hundred pounds, I think. But then it did cost us. Um, I think it was a hundred pound return for a bag, but we were only taking two bags between three of us. So for three of us, it's costing us uh, seventeen hundred pound direct flights from from Gatwick. So, you know, you can get them a lot bit cheaper than this, but I think six hundred is 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 a pretty safe assumption. Um, like I say, it doesn't include a car. Now, if you want to. If you've got kids that are crazy about Harry Potter, you know you could Uber to Universal and do probably what two days in Universal, a two-day ticket for Universal maybe to see to see the the main sort of Harry Potter stuff. So I mean, you know, that's probably another oh, I think a two-day ticket is about one hundred and thirty-five dollars. So well.
0: I looked. So, someone was asking this question. It's funny you mentioned that because somebody was asking Mm -hmm. this question on a uh, Facebook page today about what universal ticket to buy. Mm. And they had the option of buying a one park ticket for three days or a three park ticket for three days and what the difference in cost was. And I want to say it was about $139, I think, for the one park yeah. or $189 for the two park. Uh, so sorry, sorry, for the, the free park, which basically meant you could go into any of uh, Universal Islands yeah. or Volcano Bay uh, during yeah. that, that three-day period. Now, the thing is, going back to what you were saying earlier about the tickets and how we're lucky in the UK, yeah. it was cheaper for them to buy a 14-day Universal hmm. ticket than it was yeah. to buy... Uh, three days worth of tickets by probably about not exactly half but i mean it was a big saving even though they were only planning to go to universal for two or three days it was cheaper for them to buy the 14-day ticket so that is another tip and we had this when we you know obviously kate went earlier this year and she was asking us about what to do about tickets and everything like that and we said Buy it, buy tickets here, and buy more than you need because it normally yeah. works out cheaper than what you're going to pay at Universal, and that's online yeah, price. Yeah. If you buy them at the gate, they're even yeah. more expensive to yeah, buy at the yeah. gate. I mean, so I,
2: I, we just we just kind of did it a little bit because we bought we bought the 14 day ticket in the UK, and you, you're right, Nick. The the if you wanted the three parts, which we did. The break-even point is about is about three days, I think. Where if you buy a three-day US on the gate ticket, you you might as well buy the fourteen-day UK ticket. However, if you're only going to do two parks, which is what my sister is going to do, two parks for two days, it is actually cheaper just to buy the two-day park on the a two-day ticket on the on the gate. I think it's hundred and thirty-six dollars we're paying. I'm going to get a little bit off that because I got an annual pass discount so i get 15 percent off that but so again you know if you're if your kids really want to go and see harry potter you, you don't need to do a volcano bay particularly if you've got a disney world ticket because you've got typhoon lagoon and blizzard beach and the number of people i know who go to Walt disney world and come back and don't visit the water parks you think wow wow you know you're missing it's included in your ticket, you're missing a great, you know, a great, a great add-on really. You, you, know? you if are. you're staying on site, you know. Yeah, you are Different and you're if not. you're not staying on site.
0: You are and you're not because I mean, the thing is, and we actually talked a little bit about this with Billy the other day uh, because he hated Volcano Bay. Um, they liked, uh, I can't remember if they went to both Blizzard Beach or Ty- and Typhoon Lagoon, or just one of them, but the thing is, like, I'm not a massive fan of water parks. So the first mm-hmm. time we went, we did go to both Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon. I think the yeah. second time, I think we might have only gone to Blizzard Beach, and mm-hmm. because of the ticket we bought, we also went to Aquatica. Yeah. Uh, just because we wanted to see what that was like. Um. But I'm not neither us, my, my wife much more into towards parts mm-hmm. than I am. But even yeah. even with her doing the sli- all all the slides and everything, because I don't like all the slides. Um. Yeah. It's it's a half day experience, but. You're absolutely right. If you've got them, there's yeah. no harm in using them. But at the same time, oh, yeah. I would say don't feel obliged. I mean, at the end of the day, the, the main reason for me going to Disney is to see the four main parks. The two sure. extras they throw in is and... to
1: see Mickey Mouse. We know. Well, yeah.
0: And also, and also, like, back in the day, Mr. D, we used to get uh, yeah. Disney Quest uh, thrown into yep. our 14-day right. ticket. And I spent more time in Disney Quest yeah. than I did the water parks. Yeah, um, definitely,
2: but... But I wouldn't I would I would say to people, you know, if again, if you if you're thinking you're priced out of an Orlando holiday, if the core part of that for you and your kids is Disney World, then enjoy Disney World, right? And and don't because as soon as you start buying tickets for other things, the cost just goes up through the roof. I mean, you know, it it, it jacks it up because it isn't just it isn't just the you know the ticket itself, which is expensive, but now you've got to get there as well. So it's either on a car, which is which is very expensive right now, it's parking, it's Uber, it's it's something else. So well, this is if you, if this you want is the core thing. Disney experience, I think I think if you're especially if you're staying on site or you're staying very near to Walt Disney World, then I think I think you know going to the water parks is a is a great experience, especially. And I know you went. A while ago, but that was pre kids. I think you might feel a bit differently if, if you took the kids there because they, you know, kids tend to love that sort of stuff. It's like being at the beach, you know?
0: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I think one, one word's not, not mm. too sure on the other. Um, but obviously, different situation, kids are different. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Um, the, the other thing, uh, yeah. So, so car, sorry, it's just, cause you, again, another thing that, cropped up today like somebody was talking about they had worked out the cost of having a car for their two-week trip against yep. not having a car and, and basically ubering everywhere and they reckoned it was about 600 pound cheaper to have a car um and not and not um uber everywhere the problem with that though was that they didn't say how much the car hire had cost They later come back and said, oh, it was including the package cost of the holiday, which I don't dispute, but Mm -mm. we all know nothing's free, right? So how much was that on top? Plus as well, we know, like in the UK, uh, the price of petrol right now is at an all-time high, uh, both here and in the US. And the other thing which they didn't seem to mention was parking costs, which we know... We were very lucky in back in the day. We didn't have to pay for parking if we were staying on property. Now we, we do, yeah, have a daily down. charge. So I think all of that stuff is is another factor because we know, and you mentioned obviously about getting an Uber down to to Universal. Um, now me and P dubs know from saying at Universal doing the up doing it the other way round that it costs about was it about twenty twenty five dollars. I think it was like 20 uh, I think 21 yeah. one yeah. way and 22 the other you know plus we threw a tip on top so let, let's call it 25 each way um now that was obviously shared between two of us right so we just one of us paid one way one of us paid the other way so that that yeah. cost was essentially half if you're breaking it down per person and there's four of you then that obviously becomes uh cheaper yeah. again so yeah, sure, sure. there there are there are other things to to factor in. Um yeah,
2: many, yeah, many. Although I'm again I'm basing this on a family of four, so there's nobody else to share the Uber costs with here, right? This is a this is a family of four, so it's a cost for the yeah. family. And and it but the point is well made, you know and I'm not advocating you have to stay on site, but it is although the Disney hotels are more expensive than an off site hotel you have got a factor in that you if you are gonna stay on site for the 14 days you you don't need a car right people will complain no. about the buses or whatever but we've never had a problem with the buses and you've got skyliner now and you've got and you've got monorail you've got boats you know if you if you if you do your homework you can get around Walt Disney World using Disney Transport and in some cases it's quicker I would never drive to the Magic Kingdom right anytime we had a car I would never take the car I would always take the bus to the magic kingdom it's a huge waste of time driving because you then got to get to the TTC and then you've got to walk into the thing and then you've got to either take a ferry or you've got to take a monorail and it just takes much much longer so
0: I've been I've been talking uh, to um my brother about this because he's planning to go next year and it will be his first time going yeah um his wife his wife has has gone before I'm almost certain um mm-hmm. but not but not for a while And they, you know, one of the things they're looking at is where they're going to stay because of transportation. And he said to me, I've heard the buses aren't very good. And I said, no, the buses are fine. I said, the the only problem with the bus, and we did have this once, um, is like a bus was scheduled and it tells you when the bus is due and people queuing and the bus didn't turn up and you're waiting and waiting. And then, you know, the next bus comes along which was like, I don't know, 15 minutes behind and of course two buses turn up at once. So the thing is, by that point, there was a, you know, a huge queue and thankfully, because two buses turned up, pretty much everyone got on, if not everyone got on. Um, but that was the only time really we had um, a, a problem with the buses. The only other time you, you're going to have a problem with the buses, and, and this is general anyway, is leaving the park If you leave after fireworks or something, because you know everyone's obviously trying to get back to the hotels, so it's it's going to be busy. But generally speaking, you know, in the morning, first thing in the morning, or you know, during the day, or even you know, before the parks close, getting a bus doesn't seem to be too much of a of a problem. You mentioned the Skyliner, and I said this to him; Um, she was a bit wary about that because she's not about heights and I said you know it's not really that bad and it's relatively quick so you don't really notice you're up there too long and you know we could speak of this because me and P Dubs have both done it <laughs> mm-hmm. we were there opening day yeah. bizarrely yeah, um yeah. so we know it's a quick system uh, and efficient so um yeah I I I, I agree with you uh, I think there are ways and I think I think the problem is when like I I I don't think I would want to go and do a two-week trip to Orlando and just be in Disney. Now, the thing is, there are there are people that would, and I know people that do, and they don't want to go to Universal, and they don't want to go to SeaWorld, and they don't want to go to Bush or Kennedy or any of the other attractions in the, in the Orlando area. Um, so I think if that's what you want to do, and you're going to be quite regimented into what you're going to do when you're out there, and you are just going to stay on Disney property. Then, yes, I think you can bring that cost down. Um, I guess it just depends what you want from your holiday. Um, yeah,
2: everybody will, everybody will do their own thing, um, and people will, will customize to suit their needs, you know. But but there's a lot of hype about, you know, oh my god, you know, I'll never be able to take my kids to see Mickey. Well, even even at seven thousand six hundred pound, it's an expensive holiday. It's not a cheap holiday by any means, but you know, it it it's there are ways that you can reduce the cost. And like I say, I mean, I would say I've even been pessimistic in terms of the, the flight costs. I think you could probably knock a few hundred quid off that. But to be on the safe side,
1: right, I think in allows, August,
0: but, I, I think in August you've probably actually been generous. Um, yeah.
1: I yeah. I that, I'd worked it out at about 200 pound more than you had missed today yeah. for flights. Yeah. Uh yeah. I'd had them at about 800 pound each.
2: So so we talked about booking flights separately. I mean we always well it, when we started going we we booked packages so our first was air tours then it was virgin actually and then we started I started investigating you know what if we booked the flights separately how could we save some money and we we realized that actually you can save money booking the flights separately and it was kind of interesting because I plugged in the same dates into the Disney website and I just all I did was just add in the flights right and oh boy do they gouge you on flights. I mean But
0: that that's a common that's a common thing now. So yeah. me and and we've this is another unfortunately another Patreon thing. So sorry if you don't subscribe but that's your hard luck. But me and Craig are I'm going to be going to Disneyland Paris uh, Mm -hmm. for a few days. Now, if we look, if we book a trip on Disneyland Paris and we are, we are actually looking to stay off site. um, I think that's almost guaranteed. We're going to stay off site, but we just had a quick comparison about looking at um, doing a deal through Disney and the hotel. All right. They throw your tickets in. So you do get your tickets thrown in. Um, but the, the Hotel Direct with Disney, the same hotel, was almost double the price. And you know yeah. the ticket prices aren't that expensive. Um, sure. If you book Eurostar uh, yeah. with Disneyland Paris, because I, I don't think they do it now, but they certainly did until COVID. They yeah. used to let you book Eurostar if you wanted to or flights. But again, yeah. it would be at the top prices. Yeah, and sure. the discounts that you could get booking direct from from Eurostar were much different so yeah. I think the problem is and it's, it's, it's again it's very much a rookie mistake so I think you're right to call it out when you're booking a holiday and you're going through Walt Disney Travel Company or uh, you know disneyworld.co.uk or whatever yeah. and they're saying you can book your flight and you can do this I think you yeah. are tempted to because then you know it's all under one uh, umbrella and it's yeah. it's done as a package, so nothing's going to sure. go wrong. If if one thing goes wrong, it yeah. will be sorted out. You know, they'll yeah, either have yeah. to change your dates or book you on another flight, or whatever it could be. Um, yeah. And I and I guess um, that is that is also true if you book separately, because then if you booked a flight with Virgin mm-hmm. Direct um, and you booked a hotel with Disney Direct, and yeah. the flight buggered up. Disney probably wouldn't be so keen to help you because your you know your changing flight is nothing to do with them. You didn't book it with them. Um, I don't I don't think they would. They they normally try and be quite accommodating, but that's that's an insurance thing. But you are for that safety, you are paying through the nose, and you're much better really to just pay for some decent travel insurance, which would be much cheaper.
2: Yeah, you must have (laughs) travel insurance. I mean, I'm not even sure that if if your Virgin flight was delayed or cancelled, don't I don't know how much Disney would would help you. I think they just tell you to take it up with the airline and your travel insurance company. But it's kind of interesting. There's a couple of things to be aware of here, right? So I ran I ran the same numbers. Okay, so the the room and the ticket I got from the Disney UK website for those dates, right? And it's it's very easy. You can you can have room only. You can have room and ticket, or you can have room and ticket and flight. So it's actually very easy to see how much Disney are charging you for the flights. Mm. Now remember, for next August, the the flight schedules haven't even been properly published right now. If you look on Skyscanner, the prices are some. Let airlines don't have prices yet, and some of them are crazy prices. But if you go and book that holiday today on the Disney website. You are paying one thousand five hundred and thirty six pound each for an economy
0: flight. Wow. So that's Yeah. Wow. More than that double, is... isn't it?
2: Oh yeah. That's like three times what what it will probably cost you if you book it separately, right? It's that holiday, just the just the room, the ticket and the flight is eight thousand and fifty pounds for all star music. Jesus. Because and most of that is flights, right? If you go if you pull it back to June, it becomes more sensible. The same thing. Now obviously June is US holiday time. US school holidays start end of the first week in June typically. But it's before the UK school holidays. So it's not really an apples for apples comparison. But it was to pull it back in well inside that twelve month window where the flight schedules are published. So in in June it's six hundred and forty pounds they're charging you for an economy flight. So it's <laughs> so it's it's better, it's more realistic. Yeah. But just be aware because we used to book our holidays like 18 months in advance. We were, we're kind of big upfront holiday planners. And if you're including flights than in that, if you're booking a package, you're you're maybe getting gouged. It's just something to be aware of. But on the flip side, if you if you book the flight separately um one of the things you've got to be aware of is you need to pay for the flight when you book it right whereas with well, the holiday you typically it'll be like 100 pound deposit and then you don't pay the rest of it until six weeks before you go if you book the flight separately you've got to pay for all the flights when you book them so for a family of four you could be paying two two and a half grand up front right so you just got to be aware of that um but it can make a big difference it can be hundreds of pounds um to just have that convenience of combining them and you'll be on exactly the same flight you know if you buy if you book that ba flight it's the same ba flight whether you book it with disney or or whether you book it you know independently or virgin or or whoever so
0: and another top tip
2: does make a difference is
0: another top tip if you are booking direct. Obviously, as Mr. D said, you've got to pay for it all. My top tip is to pay it on a credit card, but Mm. pay the credit card off. Unless you've got some special deal, like you've just taken one out and you get interest-free repayments for a year or something like that, you'll pay interest. Um, But if you pay even a portion of uh, your flights on a credit card, you are covered if anything goes south by the credit card company. Um, and this is what happened to me when I went when I was supposed to go to Orlando in 2020 uh, for Halloween Horror Nights, and obviously we weren't allowed to leave the country. Um, the flight company were giving me the absolute runaround about giving me a a, a refund. They said I was entitled to one because the flight wasn't going to go, um, but they were really dragging their heels about doing it. I mean, it wasn't just me; like hundreds of people in the same boat as it were, about trying to get refunds. And in the end, because they kept giving me the runaround, I just contacted my credit card company, said, Mm -hmm. this flight, you know, I paid for a flight. Um, It's not going to happen. I can't travel. I need a refund. And they refunded me the money uh, within a few days um, because of the credit card. Uh, It's a code with credit cards, Uh, you know, far too complicated to get into on here, but you are covered. And the thing is, you don't have to pay for all of it on a credit card. If you uh, if you pay a pound on a credit card and the rest in cash or on a debit yeah. card, you're still covered by the credit card company. So uh, yeah. it's cool. good. But as I said, you pay more interest on a credit card, so pay it off as soon as possible. Yeah. I've just had to do that with uh, a holiday I'm taking later this year uh, to Canada. And... Uh, I didn't pay it all off in in the first month like I was going to so I just forgot to pay the rest of it off and uh, it cost me 25 pound extra <laughs> in interest so yeah. pay pay it off um yeah. so you're
2: not financial advisors Disney Parts and beyond are not fi- independent financial nope, advisors No nope none of the after after t- no network podcasts yeah.
0: nope mm-hmm. not yeah. not but, not money uh not money experts we're not martin lewis But the other
2: thing that that's right. But the other thing we already touched about is travel insurance. So make sure you understand at what point your travel insurance covers you. Because if you are booking stuff way in advance, you know, I, I don't know how that works in different countries and different places and stuff like that. So, is it you know, if you if you book your flights and then two weeks later, you discover that you've got a wedding and you have to cancel, are you covered? You know, you should you should investigate that upfront as well. But I um, but anyway, it's...
0: yeah. I just, I funny enough, I just when I bought my. Uh, Eurostar uh, to go to Paris um, they it's all over on there anyway about what yeah. you can have in terms of cover but at the moment because of what's going on if you yeah. you've got seven days before departure you yeah. can change your trip entirely mm-hmm. rebook it um, and you only have to pay any difference in cost yeah. so yeah. I got really cheap tickets on the Eurostar because I've booked it early at out season um but if i needed to delay that till you know january or february or something as long as the the prices were still available i wouldn't be penalized for that so but but that's what is is on the website on the terms and conditions as you book now uh other airlines
1: train train the day before
0: well (laughs) that's that's not within your seven days paul just told you Uh, (laughs) but yeah and I, i mean airlines are the same um when i booked my my flights to canada it Um, it told me what the terms were about um, needing to change Mm -hmm. uh, for unforeseen circumstances. And again, I think it was uh, a week before. But every airline will be different. They'll tell you Mm up front normally in today's times what their terms are. I paid for extra insurance, my Eurostar, for Mm -hmm. uh, cancellation at at any time. So in that window, uh, outside of that window, Um you know because of illness or change of circumstance, and it cost me like an extra four pound, but again, it tells you what the insurance covers. That's not travel insurance. that was insurance for the transport. I will still take out separate travel insurance before I go. But as you say, you know if you go on a a comparison website, you'll get some really cheap insurance deals, but just make sure whatever the insurance is that you're taking out is uh, is what you need. Because they will yeah. all give you different levels of cover and yeah. uh, different terms, and you know, mm. just find the one that's right for you. Um, you said about time travel. Yes.
2: Yeah, so so that's the last bit. This is just a bit of funness, but but uh, yeah, yes.
0: Did you have so, a question on that before? I Well, the the only question I had with that is like I can remember what my my previous holidays cost. Yeah. When well, I went to that's Disney what World. What I
2: did. So yeah. I've still got the invoice from my nineteen ninety eight holiday, right? Uh, it was a Thomas Cook invoice. And it was actually we booked it as a package through AirTour, so this was our very first Florida holiday. So I'll tell you what it was, right? Yeah. It was it was direct flights. It wasn't from London, it was from Manchester, but it was direct Ooh. flights to Sanford, right? So it wasn't MCO, but um
0: to be it fair, was, Sanford was what we used to Used to be all UK flights yeah, to Orlando until yeah. early nineties. So it's fairly, you
2: know, it's fairly equivalent. But it was um, fourteen nights in All Star Sports because it was only sports and movies then. They were building, uh, sorry, sports and music. They were building movies. So it was fourteen nights, two adults, two kids. It was a fourteen-day Disney ticket, which you're quite right, Nick, included Disney Quest plus the two water parks plus the four theme parks animal kingdom had just opened up that year so four theme parks um it was actually car hire so not quite like for light, but there was there was and it, it was and in those days the car hire was and i'm using air quotes free <laughs> right i know that yep. doesn't work on a podcast but um that's why i'm telling you um but you paid like for your insurance, so it wasn't really free because you paid like so much a day. I think it was about nine quid a day for for the the various insurances, SLI and collision damage waiver and all of that. So, so that's the only kind of non-apples to apples comparison. It's it's family of four, two adults, two kids, direct flights from the UK to Orlando, fourteen nights in an all-star, fourteen-day ticket, but. That is car hire included in that. So in nineteen ninety-eight, we paid three thousand three hundred and fifty pounds for that. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you factor in, I found a website, right? Which which allows you to plug in the amount, the year, and how far you want to kind of project that, and it will take the actual CPI uh inflation levels and it will tell you in 2022 the buying power of that three thousand three hundred and fifty pound right so remember the 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 calculation i did for for today for a family of four it came out as seven thousand six hundred and seventy eight pound now that did not include a car to be fair Um, but that did include a lot of things that aren't in here so included money for food merchandise Transfers, etc. Okay, yeah. So it's not a it's not a bad trade-off. The car for the for the food. In fact, it's probably slightly on the on the generous side. But in for so three thousand three hundred and fifty pound in nineteen ninety eight today would be worth what? Nick, I'll i will th- start with you. No, I'll start with P Dabs because Nick went first last time, yeah. so it would only be fair. Yeah. So P Dabs, go for it.
1: I think it's going to be fairly comparable. I'm. I'm gonna say I'm gonna knock a thousand pounds off the one earlier. I'm gonna say seven
2: thousand. Okay, Nick, how about you?
0: I'm gonna say six and a half.
1: Oh
2: you're a man. Six thousand five hundred (laughs) and fifty-two pound and twenty-three
0: pence.
2: Right. So although although Disney has increased more. Than CPI, and I don't think that's a shock to anybody. Anybody that's been listening to this podcast for sure, it's it's not like you know, it's not double CPI or anything like that, and it's it's I'd say it's kind of within within grasping distance. And let's let's face it, Mister Cheap Pick does a lot of grasping when it comes to money.
0: He does Um, have a straw,
2: yeah, yeah. So it was I, I was quite interested in that, you know. That holiday today would cost six or you know, should cost six and a half thousand pounds It's costing you about seven and a half thousand pound. Right? So can That's you more expensive.
0: So can you have you still have, do you know have you got access to that website?
2: Yes. Yeah. It's called in twenty thirteen dollars dot com. And I've got <laughs> it in front of me now. So did you want me to do something?
0: Yeah, well yeah, I've got I, I know what my I know my first right. trip cost. Now okay. my first what year trip year was this then? Uh, so this would have been
2: two thousand seven. Okay, I on. I've got to change the year two thousand seven. Yep. Yeah. And it cost.
0: Uh, so the holiday itself cost uh, for the and and this was two adults. So obviously this yep. was this was pre kids. Um, so the holiday cost uh, two thousand two hundred and fifty. Now it's not gonna be like for like in comparison to what you've done because that first trip we stayed on iDrive. Mm-hmm. We had tickets for everything. And I mean, uh stuff we didn't use. So we had Bush Gardens, Wet and Wild, uh we had SeaWorld, which we did use, Universal that we did use. Um that also included Discovery Cove, which in itself was probably about 500 quid, can't remember, mm-hmm. it's quite expensive. Yeah. Um, and sh- we bought some show tickets as well, so it, 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 a lot more variety, but we didn't stay on mm-hmm. site, so that's the, that's yeah. the trade off there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that did include direct flights from uh Gatwick mm-hmm. to Sanford. We also flew to Sanford the first time.
2: Wow, well, that was good. Your flights, and if the whole thing was 2,250, I guess there's only two of you though.
0: So can yeah, exactly. you remember what
2: you spent for the flight?
0: No, uh, no, no. The, the I can't remember what the flights were. I think I it was Travel City Direct. The yeah. flights were pretty cheap. I want to yeah. say off the top of my head, three hundred ish. Yeah, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less. They were around about that cost for the flights. Um, no idea what the hotel cost. The mm-hmm. tickets. I know that... the. the the, the combined price of all the tickets was just under a thousand pound for the two of us, yeah. but that again that wasn't just parks that was also uh Cirque du Soleil, uh, Blue Man Group yeah. and Discovery Cove on top of yeah. the uh, the like the uh, what they used to call the ultimate ticket which was Disney Universal yeah. Sea World Bush right. yeah. yeah um sure. but yeah mm-hmm. so the flights were quite yeah. cheap okay so two thousand
2: two hundred and fifty pound in 2007 is equivalent to the purchasing power of £3,470.
0: Blimey, I didn't go up very much, did it?
2: £1,220 over 15 years. So it's kind of 50%. Yeah. It
0: is. And yeah. it's very close to fifty yeah.
2: percent. I guess I think um, like I think three
0: thousand pounds is, is, is quite cheap for a holiday now mm-hmm. <laughs> in general. Yeah, it does, yeah. yeah. I mean the second um, the second trip was even more crazy because the, the next time we went out was twenty ten mm-hmm. um and that holiday cost three thousand five hundred mm-hmm. but that was three weeks, one week at Pop Century. Mm-hmm. Um that was one week at a Hilton Double Tree on iDrive and also a week at uh Hilton on Clearwater Beach. Yeah. Okay.
2: Okay, so that three thousand five hundred and twenty ten is now four thousand nine hundred and eighty eight. So it's almost fifteen hundred quid. So it's probably what about forty percent? 40% increase in the last 12 years. Then.
0: Yeah. But yeah. But the thing is, you couldn't get that. Cause again, that was, that was travel direct, but that was just mm. after travel Direct had been bought by, uh, Virgin. Yeah. Because the first flights, so the first holiday, the 2007, we flew with XL. Do you remember XL.com? Oh
2: yeah, vaguely, yeah, yeah. The
0: Icelandic airline, um, mm-hmm. who went bust about a year later, uh, during yeah. the financial crash. And, um that was then so that they were like the airline of Travel Cities Direct and then Travel Cities Direct got bought by Virgin, so the second time was Virgin flights, yeah. um, which were always a little bit more expensive. Although they were still cheap in comparison to to now. I mean I can't yeah. I can't remember what those those second flights cost, but it wasn't yeah. a huge amount more and I, I you know, yeah. cause it because we booked it, you know, it it was three years, so we knew roughly what the difference was in cost and to be honest, mm-hmm. the yeah. fact that it was a thousand pound more and for that we got another week plus yeah. a Disney hotel and plus two decent hotels. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean obviously the first time we stayed on IDrive it was quite a cheap hotel. The Hilton oh, yeah. Doubletree was probably the most expensive that we stayed at that holiday mm-hmm. actually. Because yeah. it was like um it was like a little apartment rather than a hotel yeah. room. Um oh, yeah. had like a Kitchenette diner and a living room and mm-hmm. all that. Um but I don't think that's that's too bad. But you just wouldn't do that. You just wouldn't find that now. No. Not yeah, with man, your tickets on top and stuff.
2: From from everything I've seen and others might have had different experiences, but when we when we used to book we always flew Virgin at a gateway. Um and and it, Virgin and BA were always fairly close. Those were well, the two big airlines that flew out of Gatwick. They both had two flights a day to Orlando. But no, I've never seen a Virgin price that's anywhere near the BA price. They're always more expensive now. They, they seem to have gone up, and BA have have either stayed the same or or even gone down slightly. Yeah, I think. So we haven't flown Virgin for quite a number of years now.
0: No, I think the I think the failed holiday of twenty. 20, Mm -hmm. I think that was a BA flight. Mm. And I think when I compared the two, same dates, obviously, because we was going for that long weekend. And I want to say Virgin was almost double the... Now, I'll tell you what it was. On the way back, the flight on the way home, so on the Monday night, the flight with Virgin was a £1,000. Right. The flight going out was probably 350 400 but coming back was for some reason was really really expensive so in the end i flew back with i was going to fly back with ba which is what i'd done on the 2019 trip yeah when me and Pete, we flew ba, BA didn't we p dubs yep
1: yeah. yeah
0: and i want to say the and flights, I'm flying
1: BA this year as well i
0: yeah. think the but when the flights like really they won the 400 pound weren't they
2: yeah, 450. Yeah, that, something? They were, they were the very time? cheap. Yeah. There, was, there was just one other thing, just before we wrap it up. Um there was one other thing. It was, you know, obviously the exchange rate right now is, is poor, pound to dollar. Yeah. Um, but again, if you look at if you look at the price in pounds on the Disney website for the rooms and the ticket, it hasn't really changed in that time frame that the pound dollar has gone from like 1.5 to to 1.2 now it may in the future but it hasn't up to this point so and and you're buying your flights and pounds as well and again hasn't changed that much you know you can you can get a flight for depending on what time of year you go and what airline and what class you fly about the same as as what you were getting when the dollar was was 1.5 so if, so if you buy, if you're coming from the UK, try and buy as much of it in pounds as you can, um, oh. because obviously the pound-dollar to exchange rate is is poor, which is another reason why it's a shame that you know dining plan isn't an option, because you could buy your dining plan in pounds and yep. you would have pretty much covered your food, because that's another big, that's going to be a big dollar uh, expense for us when we go. Uh, this is
0: what this is what a lot of people have been saying that have been to Orlando this summer. Is Mm -hmm. how much the food, how much they've noticed the food cost has gone up. I mean, again, looking at the two holidays I had, so two thousand seven, we were getting one eighty nine to the pound. It was exceptionally good. I mean, we we went to that Virgin Megastore in downtown Disney, as it was at the time, uh, and they had a Virgin Megastore, and we spent about three hours in there. And, I mean, we filled a case pretty much. Yeah. yeah. With CDs, DVDs. Uh, we both bought Nintendo DSs because, again, they were effectively half the cost. They were already yeah. cheap uh, in comparison to what they cost in the UK, but then throwing the conversion, and yeah. they were, like, less than half the cost. So we, we bought yeah. one each. Um, yeah. You know, we spent hundreds in there, and mm. it was because the exchange rate was so good. The second time, 2010... It was near a one fifty five, one fifty nine, yeah, yeah. something around that. Still a really good exchange rate, um, but as you say, costs have gone up. One point two now. And the problem is as well, the exchange rate has gone down, but also the cost has gone up. You yeah, know, like yeah. prices in America have gone up. So the problem yeah, yeah, sure. is, is that. That's always going to happen. Prices are always going to change it, it, it within country, but if the exchange rate also comes down, so I think somebody was saying that they'd gone to Burger King and it had cost them fifty dollars. Now there was a lot of argument on the on, on the group about that because I didn't think the the costs were quite there, but that is something that they'd noticed that the prices had changed a lot. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, definitely. Same here though, isn't it? I mean, prices are going up here, so you just got to fight to that end. I would say if you. If you can buy stuff in pounds, so long as you think it's a it's a good deal, um, you know you can you can save. Well, you can avoid that poor exchange rate. Um, but then things like food and stuff like that, you don't really have a choice right now because there's no dining plan to be had. So,
0: and even I mean, I we used to we'd off the, because we weren't even when we were on site at Disney because we had a car and at that point you'd have mm-hmm. to pay for uh, parking. Um, yeah, you know, we could decide, you know, what should we go and eat on iDrive because I mean, there are some really nice places to eat on iDrive that weren't at yeah. the time very expensive. Um, yeah. and you know, you got good portions and stuff like that, so we did that mm. quite a lot. But again, if you're paying, and I remember going to we went to a place called Texas to Brazil, which was like an all-you-can-eat uh meat place, yeah, it was really. Was a yeah. yeah, it's a, like really good quality. I mean, obviously, we couldn't eat there now. Um, but, um, you know, I want to say that was about $50 a head.
2: Yeah. But that so was why... Yeah, I mean, that was why I included counter service here because that's a big change from when we first started going to Disney. I mean, the quality yeah. and the variety of the counter service. And when I say counter service, you know, I'm also including restaurants at resorts restaurants at the boardwalk restaurants at disney springs you know the quick service restaurants in all of those places you know the, the quality is good and the variety is really good you don't it isn't just chicken nuggets and burgers you know if you if you can't if you can only find chicken nuggets and burgers you're, you're just not trying you know there's yeah there's such a, a good variety of stuff and then of course at the it, these days food and wine last for 13 months a year you know so if you're going on the summer holidays food and wine's on so you've got all the food and well, wine booths as well you know which funny I enough is, is quick service.
0: funny enough when billy was there uh yeah. you know recently it was when they had a break in between um oh, well food festivals and I said to him, him that's what I said to him I said to him you must yeah. have you must have been there for the two weeks of the year there isn't a food festival on because they're pretty much year round yeah. events now as you say um, yeah. so yeah it is it is something to to bear in mind but I think that it was an interesting experiment number one mm. looking at it like that because I think more often than not because even though this is a Disney podcast we do look at Orlando as a more encompassing thing we don't often talk about things like Kennedy um, space Centre but there are all these other things that people like to go and do um, oh, yeah. whilst they're there Bush Gardens you know Tampa's not that far away you can go and do that um, but I think actually focusing just on a, a, a two week Disney trip was interesting just being in that bubble um, and also I think it was interesting playing that time travel game of what did it cost then to now um, and I think it's it's interesting I think more than anything, I think the thing that's going to really hurt people is the uh, exchange rate. And Mm -hmm. that is is probably going to be something now, realistically, that we're going to have to probably face for at least five years, if not longer.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, if you think that it dropped from 1.5-ish to about 1.25 to 1.3 when Brexit, when the Brexit vote happened, that was 2016, right? So it's it's been down there for six years now, and then you've got COVID and Ukraine and fuel prices and everything else, which is which is kind of further depressed it. So yeah, um even though we're not out of Europe, we didn't bounce back. So I'm not expecting it to bounce back anytime soon. You know, no, I, think you're, you're talking, I think you're years decades if ever
0: i think it will get back there at some point but it will take a long time i mean i've already noticed because i had to book an airbnb going to canada um what the exchange rate is between the uk and canada you know canadian dollars compared to us dollars is a much much more favorable thing but of course there's not disney park there so that's not a comparison i'm just i'm just stating a fact um,
2: you can get cheddar cheese soup and cheese curds and stuff. So you can pretend this, you're in Epcot. Pretend you're in La Salle.
0: Well, this is, this, is, this is what's going to be interesting because um, the people that we are going to see in Canada, um, one is vegan. I'm not sure about her husband. so But she said that there's some really good poutine where she is. So I, I don't know. know if that's vegan poutine, if that's regular poutine. Um, I'm not vegan, so I could have poutine. Um, I'm sure the and there would be a
2: there would be a vegan option. I would have thought. These I, days. I would
0: have thought. And also, you know, we're going to Montreal. It's not exactly like a small town. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's no. yeah. if you're gonna it's find it, you're gonna find it there. Than. So, yeah. But yeah, I need to. I wanna. I've never had poutine. I've had the option of having it. Um, in places in like London that say it's authentic, but I'm. I want to go for the real deal. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to half-arse this. If I'm going to have it, I'm yes. going to have it proper. So Canada, I go. Yeah. It's
2: good. But I mean, it's cheese, chips and gravy. You know what I mean? So
0: Yeah, I know. i Don't can, get me wrong. You I'm can not... do it wrong.
2: You can, you can do it wrong, I'm sure. If you get the wrong cheese or whatever. It's cheese curds, I think. But um, yes. you can do it wrong. But, um, yeah.
0: but yeah, you should, yeah, you should have a good experience there. We'll, uh, I'll report on that later in the year. Um, before we go... Um, just as we normally do we normally talk about streaming services and and whatnot. so I just thought I'd I'd throw a few things out there Um, so coming to Disney Plus as we recall this episode or as this episode goes out live to the public uh, Lightyear would have made its debut so everyone that avoided seeing it at the cinema which is about 90% of humans uh, will now be able to go and see uh, how bad it was or wasn't Um, I'm I've seen it twice now, and I am firmly on the it's no m- no more damaging than Toy Story 4 was to the franchise. Um and it's it's I don't think it's that bad, but other people will know that disagree. Um so that's gonna be on from the 3rd of August and on the 5th of August, and I know a film that Mr. D's been looking forward to for quite a while. Uh Prey. Yeah. Yeah. The uh yeah. the Prequel to Predator. Yeah, definitely. Or part of the Predator world, which uh looks really good. So I'm I'm excited to uh to see that. Um P dubs, you know stuff like this. I am Groot, is that the tenth of August?
1: Yes, I believe so. Good. Uh, I haven't really taken a lot of notice to be honest. I saw a trailer Um,
0: for it, it looked pretty good.
1: Yeah, and now apparently it is MCU canon.
0: <laughs> they make it up as they go along. Yeah, um, so... That's good. Um, so yeah, that's 10th of August. Uh, She-Hulk, 27th of August. I'm sure we'll talk about that nearer the time. The second trailer for that looked much better than the first. She didn't look just like Shrek. Like she didn't the well, she didn't look like Shrek, she liked Princess Fiona, but you know what I mean.
1: As we were calling it, the adventures of Princess Fiona.
0: Yeah, that's it. Uh, so that's the 27th, and the the end of August is Andor, which uh, also drops a new trailer today, which I've avoided because I just want to see the damn thing now. Um, and
1: uh, for the first time, it's a three episode premiere. Yeah, oh. I noticed that at the end of the trailer. Well,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. the, I mean, the thing is, M- Mando. Had two? Did you have? Did it drop with two episodes, and then the third one was on the Friday, or something? I want to say.
1: Uh, Obi One did.
0: Yeah, I know yeah, Obi One dropped two, didn't it? And then and then another episode a few days later.
1: Yeah, of course we had a different schedule on Monday, didn't we? Because it was already out. Oh, the by the time we. Got I was it.
0: talking. Yeah, I was talking purely American because the UK yeah. one we just got it weekly about four yep. months late. Um, but I'm sure I'm sure in America, I'm sure episode one and two dropped the same day. And then, which I think was like a Wednesday or something. And then I think the third episode was on a Friday and then it was weekly after that. But yeah, but, but three episodes on one day, that is the first time they've done that. So that's, that's interesting.
1: You've also got to look at it. It's the longest series they've done.
0: Oh, how many episodes is it?
1: It's 13, I think.
0: What?! Well Jesus Christ.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Um I think it, I mean I know you haven't seen it, so no spoilers, but I think it looks interesting. I thought this, it was a different trailer from quite what I expected. Um
0: Well they I um, one thing I did hear was that they didn't use the virtual um grid or what, what yeah, they call it was they called it all, the it um, all
1: filmed here, the the volume.
0: The volume. I was gonna say it's not the void, and it's not the void, but it began with the volume. Yeah, so they didn't—they've not used the volume technology to film it. They've actually filmed it on location, yeah. um, which is interesting of itself, and also um, this is going to be the first series, really, where at least the main characters aren't full sensitive or related to a Skywalker or really interacted with a Skywalker. Mm-hmm. You know, everything, you know, up until now has had, you know, whether it's Grogu and uh, Ahsoka or obviously Kenobi. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. But the Star Wars stuff that we've seen has been in that world or been, you know, affected by the Skywalker saga as such, whilst this, uh, you know, the world of Andor is obviously slightly different to that as we've seen in uh, Rogue One previously. So it's going to be, I think it's going to feel quite different in a lot of ways. But I'm excited for that. I like the character of Andor, I liked Rogue One. So that's good. I guess there'll be no do you know so? Was that a name? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, she's not in it. No, I didn't I didn't think uh didn't think she would because they didn't meet, did they, until the film. Um right. look, that's that's interesting. Um just quickly, because I know there was a lot to cover uh, Comic Con a lot of announcements um, I can't remember the dates of anything all I can remember is that um, Wakanda Forever of which the trailer was, was released uh, is the end of phase 4 yep. which I think will be music to quite a few people's ears because <laughs> it's been the most de- decisive uh, divisive um, phase yet I think of Marvel films so that's coming to an end phase 5 begins with Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania in February of next year uh, we have a release date for Fantastic Four yeah November
1: 2024
0: what was that or
1: 25 uh, we had this conversation last night on and I couldn't remember the dates
0: because <laughs> it's so
1: far out
0: yeah and and that's the weird thing like we we've not only got an announcement for Fantastic Four which as PW just confirmed is a way out Um, but we also got confirmation of two Avengers films which will be part of Phase 6 and one is called the the Krang Dynasty and the other interestingly is called Secret Wars Yeah, which we all hope will be based on the 12 part comic from the 80s and the toy line but in, I guess, MCU fashion will have nothing to do with the comic book series it's named after.
1: Uh, I I think it will be. I think this is going to be the... uh, It could well be the end of the MCU as we know it.
0: Yeah, yeah, could be. But that's not until 2026, so don't worry, you've got a while yet. And and just
1: to point out, the the two Avengers films are released four months between each other.
0: Yes, so it's going to be same kind of the year this time, not uh, a year apart, as yeah. uh, as we got the last two uh, with Avengers different Wars.
1: directors.
0: Yes, well, possibly some Russo's.
1: I uh, I would assume the Russos will be back for Secret Wars.
0: Yeah, they they there have been rumours about discussions about that. So
1: the, the fact that they're now denying it <laughs> and having to deny it. Yeah. Pretty much tells you that it is the case that they will be the directors on it.
0: Yes, yes, I think you're probably right. Um, so yeah, it's so lots of exciting stuff to come, uh, from the MCU, and I'm sure stuff that we'll get uh, more in discussion with uh, in later episodes. But of course, if you don't want to wait till then, you've got Biff Pow Bam, so you can go and find that wherever you find good podcasts and not so good podcasts um and that will do i think for for this first episode of august now it is august people are going to be gone on holiday for example craig's already right away much to the delight of some people i'm sure um so the schedule might be slightly askew um this month so just bear with us if that is the case if episodes don't come out on time that's why um, but we'll try and get episodes out as frequently as we have been. Um, look, you got an extra episode last month. Don't complain too much. You know, just think of it like that. We find extra ones where we can. Um, but uh, Mr. D, thank you, and thank you for uh, an interesting discussion. I hope listeners found that as interesting as uh, we did. Uh, thank you, P Dubs, for your encyclopedic uh-huh. knowledge of uh, Marvel dates. <laughs> and like, making me look or like a an idiot. Off. <laughs> <laughs> and uh thank you, dear listener. Uh and uh we hope it's not too hot where you are, but we'll see you in a couple of weeks.
2: Bye-bye now.
1: Cheerio
0: This podcast is a that production and part of the After Dark Podcast Network.